recommend. This is the first one in the series. So if you're looking for more of like keeping that going, I would say like definitely wait for the other ones to come out. Mm -hmm. But it was enjoyable. I would say it's like a 4.5. Oh, that's pretty good. That's the highest one so far. Highest one so far. We're going to get there. We're going to get some good ones. All right, and welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, a podcast where both me and my best friend Megan talk about books and book-related news on a bi-weekly basis. How are you today, Megan? I'm doing great. I don't I'm know struggling. how you are. <laughs> so it's been a while since you've been on your own podcast, which is very funny. Yeah, yeah. Because you had this little thing that you had to deal with. I don't know. It's like, it's like, something on your finger that's like weighing you down i don't know like i got married or whatever i guess like it was kind of a big deal so i was kind of gone for a little bit kind (laughs) of kind of kind of around but also kind of like bride stressed out because you know trying to make sure everything was going to work properly on like one of the biggest days of your life yeah so my mind was somewhere else and how was the wedding fabulous it was fabulous. I was there. Yeah, you were there. It was great. I, I, It was a good day. Turned out great. My dress, loved my dress. Your dress was gorgeous. You looked... Thank you. And I will say this. You looked like you had your shit together. And Which is what that, I wanted. That was a vibe. <laughs> so that's all I want to say. I... So I've been I've been podcasting a lot with Alex, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I had to change the opening mm-hmm, to podcast mm-hmm. with Alex because... You know, it's my best friend Megan doesn't work when it's not you. Yeah. Uh, shockingly. <laughs> so I totally did not know how to start it again because it's been almost what, it two been months. A couple months now. Yeah. It's been over We're two months September, since we yeah. recorded one because we did record a couple like together, I think, too. So yeah. like we're we're definitely far behind. So this one. This one is just a catch up. This is just yep. how's how's Megan doing? Yeah. This is what's Megan reading? Yeah. This is also a catch up of what I've been reading. I have yep. not talked about the books I've read. I know we usually like talk about everything we're re- reading like every couple weeks. Yeah. And now I don't know what you've been liking and not liking, so I'm excited to hear your I actually your have completely switched my line. I'm just, just like <laughs> I don't read a fantasy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> As I knock over one of my plants in my house. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's not do that. So <laughs> how many books have you read since we talked? So I've only read four in s- since... Hey, say that again without the only. I've read four. Fantastic. <laughs> um, and that's because I I reached my book goal of 20 books. So everything that I'm reading now is just a bonus. I'm trying to like get my page count but I'm like not as worried about that Mm -hmm. and so I kind of or I've been picking up books that have been on my TBR for a long time and Mm. that I know either I'm not like in the mood to read or haven't been in the mood to read and I know are going to take me a little bit longer right so I've just been like picking those off my list I like enjoying it being at that spot yeah and I'm not there yeah nor will I be there for the rest of this year so I just need that to be a uh, well known. Yeah. So I read thirteen. That's pretty good. It's not good enough though. Yeah, you have a pretty hefty goal yeah. there. So, so I a, a while ago I wrote down like what like I I had to read a book every three days, mm-hmm. and I'm like a month behind that goal. So we are at the point where I have decided, and I'm still hoping to achieve my fifty goal, like fifty books. Mm-hmm. That I own by the end of the year. But I've kind of also put that on the sideline because I'm more dedicated to reading 75 books total. Okay. And so what I've decided is that fantastic extra bonus points when I read one that I owned before the start of the year. But right now I'm just trying to read books that I own, period. Mm-hmm. Whether they just came in, whether I got them on, I don't know, a vacation where somebody took me to a lot of bookstores during their wedding weekend. <laughs> Hey, they were just suggestions. No, I remember you being present with me in one of them. 
in which I thought to myself, why not treat yourself? And then I got to the cash register and I had four books. <laughs> yeah, you would have probably got more, but you came up to me and I was like, Marissa, it's time to go. It's time to leave now. <laughs> People were texting my phone because I disappeared for a second yeah, and they were like, like we need to leave. And I was like, I don't know if we actually need to leave or if they're just trying to get me out of the store. Either way, good on them. <laughs> good on them. So... You know, we're falling behind. My goal really is the 75 books and I'm mm-hmm. treating the 50 list as a as a bonus at this point. Okay. But I am trying to make sure that I'm not picking up books I don't own at minimum, mm-hmm. right? Like read books that I just got in, but like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I just want to make sure that my TBR stops being over 200. Yeah. That's yeah. So that's the, that's also the secondary goal for this year. So that's kind of a change for me. And I'm probably going to get to the end of the year and I'm still going to try to panic read the 50. But we're we're, we're reassessing. So we're still on, we're not on track for the 75, but we're we're, we're still dedicated to the 75. (laughs) That's good though. You're still, you know, reaching for that goal. Yeah. And that's all that matters. So for every book you read, I read about three. Mm -hmm. So I think I should go through three and then you go through one. Yeah, that works. The math math. So. The math, math's there. I like okay. that. I'm, I'm here for it. All right. So the last book that I talked about was Shanghai Immortal by A.Y. Chow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will say, I actually been thinking about this book incessantly since I read it. So it's it's one that I still highly recommend. And I just want to throw that out there because it's been two months and I still am like, that was such a good read. So just in case anyone's wondering if I still back that book. Yeah, I yes. do. Yes. Uh, so the other one I read was Strike the Zither by Joan He. Yes. I'm, I'm curious to hear your opinion on that one. So Strike the, the Zither was like, it was good. And I want to say it was good, except, and I talked about this because I, I think I was in the middle of reading it mm-hmm. during our last podcast. I remember talking to you about it. The pacing still just doesn't. Like, I understand that we're working with a, you know, a retelling and there's a lot invested in that retelling and a lot of details and like there's a lot of like time jumps and stuff like that. And that's not on Joan He, but I also like didn't love that in the story. Like there was just a lot of time jumps that I I I wanted more information about. I wanted more mm-hmm time with the characters to understand how they were feeling about each other and how their relationships were changing. I will say that aside, the story is so fantastic and the characters are really fantastic. Mm -hmm. So with like, it's just the pacing for me. And like, I really, I do recommend this one. It is, so it's listed as young adult and it doesn't feel super young adult. So in terms of like young adult to adult, we're like, I don't know, three quarters of the way okay. into the category. Like, so you, you're definitely getting more, you know, it's it's less tropey, less, there's, there's a little bit more complexity going on, I felt. So still in the young adult genre and that's totally good and fine, but like it is definitely kind of not at the far edge of it. Right. I'm also behind on my book reviews, which is something I am very ashamed of, but I am going to rate everyone on the spot. Uh, So this might change. If you're curious about like a more description about it, you can go check out my StoryGraph account, Maddie Dancer, and I will have the final review up Mm -hmm. um, because I'm going to force myself to actually do these. So we'll (laughs) see if I can follow through on that. I would give this one like a four. I liked it. It wasn't so amazing that I won't stop thinking about it. I definitely forgot I read it in a way like I haven't consciously thought about it but if somebody was like is this worth the read I would say yes okay yeah I also read The Hating Game by Sally Thorne so you're gonna notice I'm all over the place yeah okay (laughs) it's fine though it's fine so what happened here was I watched the movie okay and believe it or not Marissa Trarbeck watched the movie before she read the book yeah I'm surprised that you did that. Yeah. Yeah. And the book is fantastic. Okay. The book is so good. The movie is so good. Oh. So I think I think there's like there's this little part of the book in which it falls into that romance. I, I don't know. It's like a romance problem or critique or something. And you've noted this about a couple that you've read where you're like, 
there's just a scene where you're like this doesn't need to be in here Mm -hmm. like it's going like i understand we're getting more about the characters but like it's going on for way too long yeah and so in the movie it was shortened quite a bit and that was helpful and it's like this huge uh paintball fight okay and that's all i'll say about that but it goes on (laughs) for a really long time in the book (laughs) and i'm just like i don't care this much about the paintball fight you know what i mean like i care about their like love story i will say i thought the relationship was super cute i liked the vibe of it it was very and and and, you know i just have to i have to admit this like i'm very much the fan of the guy who's grumpy to everyone except for the love Mm -hmm. interest like i just grumpy sunshine grumpy sunshine trope right (laughs) yeah and she's like a bright ray of sunshine like Mm -hmm. everyone loves her and everyone hates him and he is only nice to her yeah so i really love that and and the adaptation you said is is good. the adaptation is good in fact if you're not interested in reading it i would still highly recommend the movie and i don't say that very often i was gonna say you usually don't love adaptations i don't I think they did a really good job with the casting as well. Mm-hmm. So I just think it works really nicely. Okay. Where'd you watch it? I believe this one is on Netflix, I want to say. Okay. Well, I might, I just might have to watch it. But if not, it's like Crave or something. So it's it's on one of the bare yeah. streaming platforms. So bare. Okay. So this one, I would say, was a four as well. I think there was... There was issues with it. I, again, there was a little bit about the pacing, but I had a lot of fun. Okay. And then I read The Sunbearer Trials by Aiden Thomas. So I don't know if you recall, this was one I actually tried to read like a little bit ago and I've been meaning to read for a while. So this was a pre-owned one. This one did actually get off of my like 50 books that I was very proud of. And it was really good in the sense that I didn't have a problem with me reading it, but also it's part of a series and I just don't think I'll care about the rest of it. Right. It felt it's it's very Hunger Games-esque. So there is a um tournament and or these trials that these gods or like the children of gods essentially go through and the winner gets a huge prize and the loser is sacrificed. Hmm. And so it has this, yeah. And then there's this love story. I don't I don't want to give away too much. It has a little love story. It was very good for while I was reading it. But again, like, I don't think this is one that I would continue or I would seek out the next one for once it comes out. So, yeah. and it ended on a cliffhanger, but I was like, cool, I'm still done with it. To... Yeah. Is it a young adult? Or it like, is a young yeah. adult. So I, I also feel like maybe I'm just kind of moving beyond being able to read a lot of young adult Mm -hmm. books uh that might be just like what is kind of happening here i would say this one i would rate like probably 3.75 it was good wasn't there was more problems with it i did like the characters but some of them didn't feel like their own character like they were all trying to be so unique that they were all kind of the same yeah that makes sense but i think if you're interested in finding an lgbtqia read and a young adult read and you want something kind of similar to the hunger games but a little bit newer and fresher it would be a good read for you if you were looking for that okay interesting yeah well since we're talking about the hunger games um (laughs) one of the books i well this is probably one of my most recent reads is all of us villains by cl herman and amanda foodie okay which I don't know. I just love when like multiple authors write a book. Like I just feel like it just makes a very exciting. I don't know. It like it just like they come with more ideas. Do you know? What do I'm you? Saying? I I kind of do. So like I have this feeling about it in sense that like I like the distinctive voices. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where you're kind of getting yeah, at? Like, and it's just like fun. So like this book is kind of like the hunger games but like a magical hunger games Mm. so it's basically these seven families that every i think it's 20 years or so they have this big magical competition where like they pick like one usually it's like a teenager in their family Mm -hmm. that goes into this into the like fight and they have to be the last one standing to get this like really ancient magic for their family and they have that magic for the next 20 years and there was four main characters that we follow mm-hmm. and it was i just love being like oh who wrote that character who wrote that character right. like, yes, i just yes. like, love that and like how that they probably work together to be like okay so how are these people going to be connected when are they going to meet in the book like 
all of that. So I really like, I don't know, it just seems like they probably had a lot of fun writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed the book. It was very, there was some tropey kind of things there. There was like a little bit of a romance between obviously they're like enemies mm-hmm. to friends, to lovers kind of a thing. Um, and they had like only one bed at like oh, close like proximity. <laughs> I love that trope, though. <laughs> oh, I just love it so much. It's so predictable, but I'm yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, so there was a lot of that. Um, and it was just a very interesting concept. Like, I really enjoyed being, like, they're, they're all enemies. So it's like, how are they going to work together mm-hmm. in the end kind of a thing? How do they, do they become friends? Like, it's, it's a duology. So I do want to read the second book. I just have other things in the lineup and I Mm -hmm. really did enjoy there's like I feel like there's gonna be a bit of a found family kind of vibe element to it yeah yeah so that's what I read okay one of them anyways what about you what's your I guess it's back to me it's back to you I only got the one to talk about (laughs) so I have the awakening and selected stories of Kate Chopin or Chopin uh and this is a classic it has been sitting so confession it was supposed to be one that I read for the summer before I went into grade 12 because I decided to do like um AP English mm-hmm. and I always said that I read it but I, I didn't get to it <laughs> and so you know it was actually really nice being able to cross this one off my list plus I had two copies of it so that was fun to be able to take my two copies downstairs the this was a really cool story if you were looking if you're looking for something that is very of its time very but still kind of front running for feminism so it's about this woman she has she's married she has a family and they're on vacation and she she's just like not really into her life and she really starts to realize that she's like wanting to have an affair and then it just becomes them returning home from the vacation and her just essentially telling her husband to just like get out like get out of here man (laughs) she moves out it's this whole thing it's very understated and there's a lot of like gossip around the town and like it's got that whole vibe to it Mm -hmm. It was incredibly rewarding once it was done. However, it was a very depressing ending. And also, like, I don't know. I th- I don't think I was ready for the depressing ending because she was kind of, like, free of everything. And then, and then this is going to be a spoiler. I'm just going to go ahead. But she decides to kill herself. Mm. And so it just, I just, like, wasn't quite ready for it. I, I think it was quite good. I'm very glad that I read it. I think I may read it again because, like, it's one of those books that I think you could get a lot more out of the second time. For a first reading, I gave it a 3.5. I'm going to give it a 3.5 because it was good. It was serviceable. I just, like, I just don't think it was amazing right. at the same time. The next one I read was Tender is the Night by F. Scott Fitzgerald. If you can't tell, it was on a little bit of a classics kick. Yeah. Uh, so this was incredibly good, and it reminded me of why I love F. Scott Fitzgerald so much. But also, it was, uh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> it, it was, so Tender is the Night is about, it's about a couple people. So there's a young actress who meets a couple, and this couple, she instantly falls in love with the man. Oh. And she begins an affair with him and then you get the backstory of how the couple came together and it's very heavily influenced by it's very similar to the great gatsby in terms of we're talking about very rich families at a very specific point in time and what they would do to keep their power and influence and so you have this woman who is actually she's not well and essentially, they got married to deal with her mental illness. And he's actually a psychologist. And he was her psychologist. So there's lots of like, ooh, this ethical. is not o- ethical. <laughs> yeah. This is not okay. And so you kind of get the story about him and then him realizing that he doesn't really want to be in that relationship. And whether that's, you know, and you you kind of get his side of it, but you also like understand how like messed up of a person he has become 
And it's just a whole bunch of gray characters who are really only looking out for themselves, but using other people in the process. It was pretty, it was really good. I like F. Scott Fitzgerald, whether um, you believe it's F. Scott Fitzgerald or he stole from his wife, which is a conspiracy oh, in the literary world. I didn't know that. Yes. His wife was also uh, a very good writer. In fact, many people believed he, she was much better than he was. And mm. anyway, he actually says that it's a little bit based on their relationship. Which is kind of messed up. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> but I do really like it. It, I, I would say four point two five. I think with it being a classic, there was like a little bit that became a little bit hard to relate to, and also there was kind of that element, of, and it was very slow to start. It did kind of pay off in the end, but I, I, I just I wish it was a little bit faster, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then the third one I'll put in here is the Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. Uh, so this is one that I feel like had the right idea. It was super enjoyable. And also it failed me at the end. Oh. So The Lost Apothecary is about essentially three lives who are intertwined. And we have a modern day woman who is dealing with the fact that her husband has just cheated on her. And she doesn't know if she's pregnant with his child. Hmm. So lots going on with her. Yeah. So she has decided to take their, they were supposed to go on a trip to London together and she decided to go by herself. So she is in London. She finds a small vial while uh, essentially, I forget what they it's called, but they, they're like looking in the river for treasure and like things that have been left in the river. And she finds this vial and she tries to figure out where it's from and it has a specific insignia on it. And she realizes that it actually belongs to or belonged to an apothecary that existed, I think, like sometime in the 1600s that was tied to some poisonings of men. And then you get the perspective from the woman who ran the apothecary and why she's doing this, and she distributes poison to women only for them to use against men. So it is only for them to escape, Mm -hmm. you know, abusive situations, stuff like that. And the dilemma comes when a woman comes in there and demands that she give her one to use against a woman who is sleeping with her husband. And it kind of is all about that whole thing. I thought the entire book was was quite well done except for the ending and i just like the ending didn't do it for me and i just think that like the idea was better than the execution one of those kind of books yeah it's a really cool concept if you like historical tied in with like the modern day kind of books where you have that split if you like a little bit definitely more of a feminist read uh calling into questions like ethical I mean, <laughs> ethics in that situation. Yeah, for sure. So I would say that that one, that one was like a four, sorry, uh, a 3.25. It really oh, failed me at the end, but it was yeah. such a cool concept. Was the end like without spoiling just like not what you wanted the ending to be or not expecting or was it just, just not written well? I think it undid some of the work that the book did. Mm in the way that it wasn't like I just don't think she knew exactly how she was going to end it and then in ending it that way she gave her a nice ending to like certain characters but kind of at the cost of what I thought was the point right so I just I thought she kind of like undermined herself in Hmm. in the ending Interesting. is that enough information without giving it away yeah I think so yeah. I'd be curious to like if anyone else reads this book. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts cuz mm-hmm. I I don't I, I do think it's a little bit I was expecting a different ending, not necessarily a happy ending, but like just a different one. So I might be just kind of, you know, pulled back by that. Fair. I think it's your turn. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um <laughs> Not my turn again. Look at how it came back around. Who would have thought? Uh, so my next book is Angel Mage by Garth Nix. 
okay, which I think I was kind of talking about last time we were here together. Um, and sorry, was that Angel Mage? Yep. Okay. Yep. So first kind of book I've read about angels, I would say. I'm okay. I don't generally lean towards that topic. Um, but Garth Nix, you know, Garth Nix did, so he pulled you along. Yeah. So I was like, hey, Garth Nix, let's do this. Um, and again, it was one of those books that like I had on my shelf. I knew it sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. I just like haven't had the time. So I'm glad I read it. It was definitely a slower paced read. Okay. And it kind of follows this lady, Lilith. I think that's how we say her name. I'm going to probably butcher a lot of angel names here. Okay. Is it Lilith or Lilith? It's spelt Lilith, but maybe it's okay. pronounced Lilith. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> we'll go with Lilith. Uh, it's, yeah, I like it. It's pretty. Um, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. So basically, there was this um, country called Ystera, and there was like this angel that I don't know if they got released or whatever happened, but basically this country, all the citizens left. They like shut Mm -hmm. it down. No one can get into it. If there's anyone left in there and they can't leave, like all Mm -hmm. done magically with angel magic and stuff. Angel magic. Yep. And then Lilith um, goes basically into like this long sleep for a hundred years or something like that and Mm -hmm. then wakes up. And hasn't aged anything like that. And her whole goal is to get back to this country because this angel was like the love of her life. So she like right. needs to get back there, um, taking all of these people who used to live there and the descendants that live there with her kind of more of like a buffer than anything. Right. I don't think she's like doing it to help them. But anyways, so all these descendants of this country have what's called the ash blood plague so it's from angel magic or that's what they're assuming they don't 100% know like what it is what causes it and then they can't have any angel magic around them because if they do they turn it either die or turn into these beastlings okay and so they're kind of treated just like in this they're like in the slums they're just right right right. whatever like people basically they can't get healed magically like all of this stuff so like people are very cautious around them so she wants to the only way for her to go back to this country is to like find all these specific icons mm-hmm. anyways to get like her powers back i don't know there's it's like a whole thing so i won't go yeah <laughs> do it like you just gotta read the book that's basically what the whole book's about but there's these four people um that have like this special something in them right and so she, her, the whole goal is for her to get them all together and for her to use them to, to reach her end goal. Right. And like I said, it was a very slow paced read. And more, but to me, what kept me reading it was like the actual characters were right. really well done. Like those four main characters were just, they were funny. They, like, were believable. They had, like, a great relationship amongst the four of them. Again, it was, like, the whole found family thing. Right. And, yeah, it was just, like, that's what kept me reading it. Um, The plot itself was kind of, like, predictable. Right. Okay. not, like, super interesting. And it's only a single book. Like, it's... Not a series? It's not a series, which I kind of okay. liked because I can, like, I knew that, like, it was going to be resolved at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I did, I didn't mind it. Um, mm-hmm. I gave a four point two five because it, of the characters. Really, is it young adult or is it an adult? Book? It's young adult. Okay, it's like a fantasy young adult. I would say definitely. Like, did you feel the? Like, did it feel like a young adult? No, I would say it kind of felt more like what you were saying with that one book, the Sunbearing whatever trials. Sunbear? No. Uh, Which one was it? The one where you said it's like more. Oh, strike the zither. Yes. I'd say it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it was still, it was, I'm glad I read it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like my favorite. Yeah. Garth Nick's book. That's fair. But I'm glad I read it because it was definitely different for me. Okay. It, it, that's such a curious description because like <laughs> I know how much I love Garth Nick. So I'm so curious about, like I'm, 
maybe after this year I might have to try it. Yeah. I feel like if you like I'll definitely lend it to you if you want to read it. Um you might have a different opinion. Like it's a beautiful world and all that too. Yeah. It's just yeah, I don't know I don't know how I feel about it. I just really liked the characters and that's what kind of brought the rating up for me. Okay, so the next one I have is actually a comic. So well, it's a graphic novel because it's a it's a couple comics put together. But it is Batman, Mad Love, and Other Stories. <laughs> Ooh, fun. So I went into a comic book store in Vancouver, actually. And I was looking for some old comics in order to frame them. And I found this and I've always wanted to read because uh, it's about the like Harley, Harley Quinn and the Joker. And I've always just kind of been like obsessed with that those two characters as a as a love story Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of a look at her origin story so I bought it I really enjoyed it there was it was just a lot of fun I didn't think I I wasn't really confused about context or anything even though they were pulling kind of comics from all over and so yeah enjoyable it was kind of an aside it's not something like I don't read a lot of Batman or anything like that. I know the gist of a lot of characters because I've looked more into the backstory than read about them. Yeah. I will say I would gi- I would give it like a solid four. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Not like there's not a whole lot more to say about it. It wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Uh, then I have what this is. This book is the reason I only completed 13 books. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on a huge classics kick. Mm-hmm right? You notice that. Uh, I decided to read The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner, which is yeah a classic. Have you ever read it? You're giving me a I've look. I've never read it, but I feel like I know, I I feel like I know enough about it that it's a pretty hefty read, like a, yeah. Yeah. That's all I know, though. So I actually, yeah. Like, I'm impressed you read it. I I've heard. It's, it's a stream of conscious. Mm-hmm. novel which means there's a lot going on and you're kind of just getting just a flow from characters about like what's happening around them their thoughts their memories all mixed into it you are also focused on in a couple parts the mind of a character who is not mentally like he he has some mental disabilities and so he is not able to really like distinguish what is happening now and what has happened so his like memory is running in stream of consciousness with his with the reality of what's happening but also he's not super aware of like the full meaning of what's happening so like he doesn't know what people are doing when they're like working and like building something instead he's just talking about them banging Mm. and so it was a lot of reading through that and being like what trying to figure out what is actually happening and then you have and the thing that really got me was there was two characters that were named the same but they one of them like was a son and one was like this granddaughter and because there were so many time jumps it was hard to keep clear which one was which because they had the exact same name so the only difference is is that they would refer to the granddaughter as her. And so that would be like your clue that you were talking about. It was just a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was a very challenging read. And I will say it's one of the ones that I was, I, I thought about giving up on a couple times. I actually fully set it down a couple times. I think even a couple times in Storygraph, I said, did not finish. And then I would pick it back up because I did want to see it through. Yeah. And I'm I'm very glad I read it. I think this is one ma- where maybe I will need to come back years later to like appreciate fully or something. Right now, I just kind of had the feeling of like, it's an interesting story and I get what we're trying to do here, but it's so not. I I just, it wasn't my read. And while I'm glad I finished it because it is a classic, I don't, I don't know. I didn't enjoy it per se as much as I can appreciate the literary skill that it would take to write so I'm I'm gonna just say it's like a 2.75 I really struggled Hmm. with it yeah 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 
there's other streams of conscious books that I consciousness books that I like a lot more. Yeah. And I feel like serves a better purpose. And I just like there was a kind of a also everyone in this story is so terrible. Like just such a <laughs> terrible it was very depressing to read. Yeah. It's a very dark read. I think so, that's like what I've heard about it. It's just it's a dark, depressing read and that's I, like confusing, yeah. challenging, yeah. and just like never ends. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like you're kind of being beat over the head with life sucks, life sucks, like life sucks. Mm-hmm. And so I, I struggled with it. I There's part of me that wishes I DNF'd it. There's part of me that's very proud that I got through it. So I have very split emotions even just having finished this book. So yeah, yeah it's a 2.75. Fair. Which is maybe a hot take for a classic, but we're going to move <laughs> on. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. So like, I feel like I, I have to I have to acknowledge that. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, so the last one I'm going to talk about before you get a chance to talk <laughs> is Threads That Bind by Kika Hatsopoulou. So this was actually a fantastic read. Oh. Uh, spoiler, I loved it. So what I loved, so this is about, it's a retelling in terms of like Greek mythology. And you have a whole bunch of descendants of various elements of Greek mythology so you're thinking like fates and stuff like that and this particular story is that there's um there's sisters who are born there there's three sisters and they are they have the powers of the three fates and so they can see the life force the strings that connect everyone one of them can make new strings one of them can uh oh and i forget what I forget what the one can do. Uh, like maybe, I, yeah. The One of them can make new strings. One of them can do something else, which <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm forgetting about. But the main character that we're reading from is um, the scariest of them, which is she can cut the strings. And so she can actually cut the life force string as well. Oh, wow. So what everyone, like she's kind of looked down on in society because of her ability. And so she works kind of as like a she works off the radar for that reason like a, people don't trust her and she has one string that not everyone has and it's it's a destiny like true love kind of string and so she has never pursued it she's never seen who's on the end of that string until one day she is pulled into a murder investigation and the detective that she has to work with is obviously, very clearly, yeah. the guy. Cute. I just, when I thought I, like, I just thought it was fresh. I thought there yeah. was a lot of fresh takes on it. I thought it was very cool in the way that it went through that relationship. And plus, I really, again, I have certain tropes that I love. I love the like destined to be together mm-hmm. trope when it's done in a really cool way and this was a really cool way like it was yeah, really interesting i like that concept like even just like reading about the fates i feel like there isn't a lot of that out there yeah and so i highly recommend it it's part of a series so it does end on a cliffhanger and this is the first one in the series so if you're looking for more of like keeping that going i would say like definitely wait for the other ones to come out mm-hmm. but it was enjoyable i would say it's like a 4.5 oh that's pretty good that's the highest one so far the highest one so far <laughs> we're gonna get there we're gonna get some good ones oh uh, well that was a good one to, to talk about i feel like talk about talk about after you know the 2.75 yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so my third one here is a beautifully foolish endeavor by hank green wow you read it yeah and you'd be happy about that um i think you lent me that one like a year or two ago yeah whenever it came out um (laughs) and again it was just one of those books that i knew i wanted to read i just didn't have the time i wasn't really in the mood and i'm glad it i read it yeah it took me a while to get through but i'm glad i read it um the ending definitely made the book for me i feel like like throughout it so basically we're this is the book two of what's the first book called absolutely remarkable thing an absolutely remarkable thing and it's following april may so it's continuing her story 
Um, trying not to spoil anything too much, but we're following her friends, Andy, uh, Maya, and Miranda more so in this one, I would yes. say. I definitely found myself liking certain point of views more than other point of views. Yeah. And like, that's what kind of slowed me down because I was like, for instance, like I didn't love Andy's point of views that much until like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if there was like a point where I was like, oh, I need to get to Andy's point. If I, I remember correctly, he was really angry. He was very, he kind of went in like a, so he started out as this like, he was trying to spread joy and all this stuff through oh, and right, happiness right, through his right. like Twitter, social media. Right. And then comes in the virtual reality, whatever thing that I. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. And then that's when he starts getting like super focused on, he just like ends up being a shell of a person basically. Yes, yeah. And starts to like ruin his, like it ruins his friendships, like all these things that like. His life falls apart his, fast. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it needed to be in the book, like it was important. But to me, I was more excited to read about Maya and Miranda because like they had super interesting storylines Yeah, they going were doing on. a lot. Like they were like doing the things. And so that I really liked. Um, But yeah, like I really struggled until the end when like April like comes in and has this just like huge words of wisdom like I don't know like it just like really talked about how like like you need other people to be like happy like you don't need to have like I don't know like it was just like a very enlightening so I do remember just loving the end and I do remember kind of I don't know if I said it or I'm just trying to take credit for something (laughs) that you're saying here but I do remember feeling very similar in the sense of at the end, it was all worth it. Yeah. And I, I I think at various points throughout the book, I was like, oh, this is not as good as the other one. Yeah. And then we got to the end and I was jaw dropped. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Such a good build up and such a good message and such. Yeah. That's the message. Like it was made the big me thing. feel good as a person. Yeah, it made me feel good as a person, good about humanity and like, mm-hmm. you know, believing in, you know, like your community and your group of people and just like. Yeah, all of that. All of that. Like, and I like teared up a few times, like some of the monologues in that book. Oh, I'm yeah, like, totally. so good. Like, I don't know. And it was just like how he writes this random sci-fi book. Yeah, like, but into this like beautiful, yeah, like message at the end of it. I was just like, this is like, like I'm glad I finished it, Mm -hmm. and so like that's why I ended. I gave it a four point two five. Like I was like, oh, maybe like a three point seven five four. But then then the end just bumps it up. Yeah, hundred percent. Like definitely one of those books that like the payoff is worth it. Yeah, you read it. Yeah, I agree. I I I remember loving the first book like through and through and then the second one being like that ending mm-hmm. was stunning. Mm-hmm. Like very well ended. Oh, I just want to talk about that, but I'm going to move on. We'll okay. So- one, some other time. <laughs> some other time. <laughs> so I read God Killer by Hannah Kaner. So this was a very interesting one. Uh, I, I liked the world a lot. So the world is this place in which God's are created um they fill a need for humanity right so if there's a whole bunch of people who you know need something in a certain area a god will actually be born and they will have an altar and destroying the altar kills is one of the ways to not fully kill a god there's a, you have to do other things to kill a god but it's one way to get rid of a god and so what has happened in this universe is that and you open with a very, very graphic look at it. But a lot of people, gods essentially end up getting very greedy. And so instead of just accepting tokens and like, you know, little prayers from people, they start to look for sacrifices and blood and like very, and then it becomes cult like. So you kind of have this, yeah, it's just very interesting. So it's a slippery slope. And you open with a girl who whose family worships a water god like a god of the sea and they are burned alive in a like locked in a building and it's lit on fire by these people who pray and worship this fire god Hmm. 
And so they, and these are people like they know, like from their town, like their neighbors, and they drug them and then they tie them up. And the father of this girl essentially trades his life for the god of the sea to protect his daughter. And she loses her leg in the process. Like, it's it's a whole thing. So, first off, we have her as our main character. One of our main characters who is a disabled main character who goes out and kills gods. That's her job. That's badass. Badass, <laughs> right? And then we have a young girl who has found herself connected to a small god of white lies and he's like almost like he's described he can shapeshift throughout the book but he's described as like almost like a, like a small pet and he like lives in her pocket oh that's adorable it's, it's really cute <laughs> and then we have this baker who used to be uh part of the royal guard um who is going and they all end up going to the same place for various reasons and end up intertwining for various reasons but he, I mean, like, you, like, meet him and you're like, this is our main love interest. <laughs> but he's, like, you know, really, he, he's looking for redemption for some things that he did during this great god war where a whole bunch of gods were killed. And so it is, it's such a weird s- story and there's, like, a lot going on. And I didn't love it fully. Like, there were some things with the characters where I was like, oh, that's a little a little much Mm -hmm. that's a little like we're trying a little too hard here to be different and stuff but what i really did love about it is even when it tried too hard to be different it was it was always interesting yeah so i really did appreciate that i i actually highly recommend it if you if you feel like you're like drawn to this book you should definitely pick it up it was a lot of fun it is part of a series which I'm not loving how many yeah. series I'm getting <laughs> yeah, on my list you're, here. You're starting a lot. It is here. one where I will be looking for the next one. I think it's I think it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. Uh and I gave it a four. So there was a lot of things I didn't like, but I loved the world so much. And I I yeah, I can't like talking about it, I'm like, I actually was really good. It was, good. <laughs> was that like one of your It was. It was actually the first one I ever got. Oh, so I was wondering because I was like, how did you get this one? Yeah. You find this one. So it was one of the first ones I ever got. Uh, and yeah, it is, it was really fun. Then I read Everyone Knows Your Mother is a Witch by Rick, Rick, sorry, Rivka Galchin. Uh, so this is an interesting story. I, it's, it follows a woman who is being accused of witchcraft Mm -hmm. and she's kind of like not concerned about it in a way that you go through the entire book being like, you should be more concerned about this. I really enjoyed the characters. I really thought the plot was kind of fun and unexpected. Mm-hmm. The writing was not my favorite. And it was really jarring because it wasn't written like it was written in the like, I think it takes place in like the 1400s or something. It was it just didn't sound like that vocabulary. Right. And I don't know if that was just my expectations getting in the way of like, it shouldn't sound like this kind of thing. <laughs> well, it takes you out of the setting. But it definitely took me out of the setting. Yeah. And I definitely had trouble with that yeah. getting started. Uh, I do. The interesting thing is this is based on a true story. Really? Yes. Oh. So, I mean, parts are definitely embellished and that sort of thing. But it is based off of this woman whose son essentially wrote this book about how his mother was essentially vilified by the entire town and it's really interesting because you watch this woman go from being just like this neighbor to everyone to everyone just slowly blaming any problem they've ever had on her Mm. and her witchcraft Mm. so it's a really cool read it wasn't by any means perfect i would definitely recommend if it sounds up your alley so 4.25 it's pretty good pretty good all right and then we have my highest one off of this list, which is Immortal Longings, which is part of the Flesh and False Gods series by Chloe Gong. I have learned I'm a big Chloe Gong fan. <laughs> so this is, uh, Chloe Gong wrote like a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. This is a retelling of Antony and Cleopatra. Oh, interesting. So yeah. very cool. This is actually one I really want you to read. Okay. Add it to so the it list. So it starts with, uh, so... It is about a woman 
who signs up for these games in which I think there's 88 participants. They sign up. You have to sign up for these games. And they just they just chase each other through the city trying to kill each other. Mm. Hunger Games. Humber. Hu- Humber. <laughs> Humber. Hunger Games, except adults. Everybody's consenting to it. But also, like, way more intense. And I don't know how anyone, like, gets anything done during these weeks where they're, like, you look out in the street and there's a mad hunt. Like, it really opens with her, like, going to find weapons and then, like, like it's just in a random shop and she basically holds the shopkeeper, like, a hostage until he gives her what It's wild. What I did really love about this, so there's magic in the society and you can, it's called, like, jumping, but you can take over someone else's body. Wow. That yeah. That kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's a very <laughs> fantasy right. mm-hmm. based in that way. Got the Hunger Games vibe, and I mean, obviously, we have two people who are in the games together, falling in love. Cute. We love that. Love to see it. So that's that one. Uh, that was a four point seven five. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What? Why not a five? What's missing from it? So there was something, and I, I can't really talk about this without giving away the ending. I think there was Chloe Gong has this thing she likes to do at the end, where it's like all this build up and then like all these things happen and it's not a pacing problem but it's almost like a trying so hard not to be predictable problem mm-hmm. that like i i just like the the implications become a little hard to swallow right and it's like a lot of characters not communicating well which we know how much i hate that trope yes so that's kind of where i'm coming in from it's a little bit of a i think could be handled a little bit better from the writer, but it's also a little bit of personal preference that's getting in the way of it being a five. Yeah, fair. All right, what's your last one? The last one is Paper Girls. Um, <gasps> it's a graphic novel that I've had for a long, long... Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> long time. Have you read it? No, but no. I know you have it, and I've been waiting yes. for you to read it. So it's only the first volume, and it I just squeezed it right under the wire, like read it yesterday. Right. And like, you know, probably took me half an hour, if that. Um, And I w- didn't really know what to expect. Like, I was just kind of like, this looks cool. It's turning into a TV show. Let's try it's it. It's also very bright. I know that's what... The colors were beautiful. I was yeah. like, yep, that's drawing me in immediately. Immediately. Like, yes, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And it very sci-fi, like was not expecting... It like has some kind of time travel elements to it, I think. Like obviously first volume, so I'm not I don't hundred percent know what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's about this girl, she's like a paper girl, so she's on her bike, nineteen eighty eight, I think is the year, which kind of drew me in because it was like Stranger Things. Yeah. Like that's the eighties and stuff, and I like that's there must have been like a post or something that recommended that book if you like Stranger Things or this comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like delivering newspaper. She like meets up with like meets all the other like girls doing their deliveries, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they like kind of get in this interaction with these. So it's like the day after Halloween. So they get in this inter- interaction with these like masked figures. Mm-hmm. They don't know who they are, and the one girl who's kind of a badass is like, "Well, let's go find them. Like, let's get her stuff back. Like, yeah. they stole from our friend. Like, let's go." Like, let's deal with let's this. Let's deal with this. And they end up finding this machine in a basement. Mm-hmm. Not sure what it is, what it does. And like, all of a sudden, big flash of light. They go outside and there's like people missing. And there's things in the sky and all this stuff. And you, the one girl's like, is it aliens? Another girl's like, did everyone just leave because there's like a giant storm coming? Like it was just like you don't know what really what's happening, and it is kind of like chaotic in a good way, I guess. Like it's yeah. just like didn't think I was gonna enjoy it, but by the end of the volume, I was like, okay, where is this going? Yeah, like you have me intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued with this, so I'm probably gonna get the next volumes because I'm just gonna get it from the library, and they don't have like the full set yes, of it yes, unfortunately yes. but yeah i'm definitely gonna finish it because i want to see 
where it goes and it's definitely I thought because of like the age of the girls and like kind of the concept that it was going to be very like childish ish because they're like 12 13 in it right but it's definitely more like adult content like just like graphic like yes more gore and stuff than I was expecting and yeah like adult I don't know it was just interesting so yeah yeah, I, I am enjoying it okay more than I thought I was going to yeah, I've been intrigued by this uh, graphic novel for like I see it in every <laughs> comic book I go, comic book story I go into. So I feel like that's like a kind of stamp of approval. Yeah, I think I think you'd like it, and like beautiful artwork. The beautiful artwork is just a bonus. It helps, and yeah. So I'll uh, continue that. All right, I have one last book. I just want to say. Uh, so we read the Da Vinci Code for a book club you were not involved because you had the wedding that we already mentioned yeah. so we were not putting this on mm-hmm. your plate mm-hmm. this is part of the robert langdon series by dan brown which this is actually the second in the series which i i feel like some people know some people don't uh the first one is angels and demons i was not expecting to like this book and I, i'm not going to talk too much about it because it's, it's a very popular book it's yeah. it's it's a household name really mm-hmm. i gave it a four I thought it was enjoyable. I definitely had some qualms with certain sections of it, but I read it and I had a lot of fun reading it. So that's kind of my take on that one. And that was the last book I read. Love to hear it. Do you want to talk quickly about what you're currently reading, if anything? Yeah, um, I got two books currently reading. Um, the first one is an audiobook, um, and it's What Happened to You? Okay. Conversations of Trauma, Resilience, and Healing. And this is Oprah Winfrey interviewing a child psychologist Bruce D. Perry. Okay. Something I've been I don't I was recommended to it by my sister-in-law. Okay. And yeah, I just some it's, you know, obviously it's we're usually talking about fiction books here. Yeah. A little bit of a non-fiction A little dive. bit of non-fiction and yeah, so I'm really enjoying it. Almost done that. Um and then I'm also reading The Invisible Library, which is our up and yes. coming book club read and this is by genevieve cogman which was suggested by our listener jenny yeah so shout out thank to jenny you, jenny thank you um without uh, giving too much away because I, I really want to go into this kind of not expecting too much but like are you enjoying it yes it's uh <laughs> that was a loaded yes it's, but it's, i feel yes. like that's like good. it's i'm excited to have uh, the discussion and hear your thoughts on it Okay. It's definitely not what I was expecting in a good way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, it's really okay. hard to I, talk I will, about I will let spoiling. you off the hook for not talking more about that. <laughs> if you're interested in joining our book club or you just want to see what we're reading, you can do that in a Discord server that will be linked in the description of this podcast. Okay, so I'm reading the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan as part of our sister podcast, uh, which is called the Queens of Fantasy podcast which is uh, me, Alex, who we all know and love around here, and another very avid reader named Taylor, who are close reading this series, which essentially means we're just looking deeply into it, talking about it, and doing things like, I don't know, being like, this gives me bad vibes, and this doesn't. (laughs) So that's what we're doing there. That is a whole other podcast if you're interested in reading along with us. We've divided each book into sections and then there's about a one to two hour podcast on each section. So you can, you know, read each section and then listen or you could read the whole book and then listen to all the sections or whatever you kind of want there. But I'm in the middle of that. I'm I'm almost going to finish and I will probably actually finish tonight. So and I'm I'm really enjoying it. So okay. that's that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think, you know, this has been a long one and that's yes, OK because we needed to catch up. And I had a lot of fun learning about what you've been reading. And I yes, hope you had you a lot too. of fun learning yes. about what I've been reading. It was all over the place, but it was good. All right. So I will say that we have our next topic already. And it is, what books took you forever? Yeah. I feel like we might have some that I've already talked about today yes. come up. Yes. No, but it'll be good because I, I know I struggle reading through books i think i gotta think you're like alone in this of the two of us but i have to say even if the time difference of what i consider like a longer time like i definitely feel it with a lot of books yeah it'll be like things that felt like they dragged on i guess yeah and i think this is really interesting because like there's a couple of them that aren't 
because I didn't like them or I mm-hmm. don't recommend them. It's just it did take me a long time to finish. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. Same. So that's going to be super fun to talk about. That'll be our next podcast. Otherwise, any any final thoughts there, Megan? You know, it's been a long time since I talked this long. I know. You need a like, good <sighs> sip of water after yeah, this. Yeah, I've been like slurping down my tea the whole time, but it's good to get back into things. It's fun. Yeah. We missed you. Aw, thank you. Missed you too. Aw. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want more content from us, you can go check us out on Instagram. We are at the book jar pod there. We also have a Discord server where you can talk to other readers. You can join our book club. You can look at the Queens of Fantasy stuff that's going on. Or you can just uh, talk to other readers about books because who doesn't love to do that? So go ahead and join that by following the link in the description of this podcast. Otherwise, really quickly, I do want to point out we do have that sister podcast. Feel free to go and listen to that uh whenever it's up and live actually it's not it's not live yet uh it will be launching for november ish so expect it around there and if you're listening to it after november of 2023 definitely go listen to it so i will say also we have a instagram there so that's queens of fantasy pod where you can learn kind of more about what we're doing and all that good stuff otherwise i need to go take a big drink of water megan needs to go take a big drink of water so We will leave you with a keep on reading on. Keep on reading on. No banjo? I was real close, but it got to start off slow. Maybe later. Mm. currently reading the eye of the world by job jobbert rorden (laughs) job jobbert (laughs) jobbert rorden wow robert jordan that was interesting good old jobbert jobbert rorden you know it's not even easy to say it i really i'd like my brain committed to it you're like this is his name jobbert rorden (laughs) (laughs) rorden (laughs) i can't talk Try not to spit my tea. Okay. It's been a long day. It's been a long podcast.